Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. We've come to the last chapter of the book of Genesis. We're finishing Genesis today. Tomorrow we'll be in Matthew 19, and then the day after tomorrow we'll be beginning the book of Exodus. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this wonderful book of Genesis that we've been spending these past few months in. We pray that you would guide us through this final chapter by your Spirit. Write it on our hearts. Teach us what you would have us to learn and grow us as you would grow us. Father, today we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Then Joseph fell on his father's face and wept over him and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. Forty days were required for it, for that is how many are required for embalming. And the Egyptians wept for him seventy days. And when the days of weeping for him were past, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have found favor in your eyes, please speak in the ears of Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, saying, I am about to die in my tomb that I hewed out for myself in the land of Canaan. There shall you bury me. Now, therefore, let me please go up and bury my father. Then I will return. And Pharaoh answered, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear. So Joseph went up to bury his father. With him went up all the servants of Pharaoh, the elders of his household, and all the elders of the land of Egypt, as well as the household of Joseph, his brothers, and his father's household. Only their children, their flocks, and their herds were left in the land of Goshen. And there went up with him both chariots and horsemen. It was a very great company. When they came to the threshing floor of Atad, which is beyond the Jordan, they lamented there with a very great and grievous lamentation. And he made a mourning for his father seven days. When the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning on the threshing floor of Atad, they said, This is a grievous mourning by the Egyptians. Therefore the place was named Abel Mizraim. It is beyond the Jordan. Thus his sons did for him as he had commanded them. For his sons carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of Machpelah to the east of Mamre, which Abraham bought with the field from Ephron the Hittite to possess as a burying place. After he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had gone up with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, It may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph saying, Your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good 
to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and for your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. So Joseph remained in Egypt, he and his father's house. Joseph lived 110 years, and Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation. The children also of Maker, the son of Manasseh, were counted as Joseph's own. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will visit you and bring you up out of this land to the land that he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died, being 110 years old. They embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. And you can see at the bottom of the screen there the beginning of the book of Exodus, which uh, we're not there. We're going to be there in two days. Again, tomorrow we'll go to Matthew 19 and then to the book of Exodus after that. But this is the end of the book of Genesis, and we come to Joseph's end. But the bulk of this chapter really is taken up with the burial of Jacob, the end of Jacob's life and his burial. Joseph needs to ask Pharaoh. He actually technically tells the servants of Pharaoh the elders of his household, uh, to go and, and sort of let Pharaoh know. But it's a bit of, there's in this last chapter, there's a foreshadowing of what's coming in the Exodus, in that Joseph's making a request of Pharaoh to be able to go and do a religious observance, we could say, the burial of his father, right? To have a, a, a funeral outside of the land of, of Egypt. And that's how Moses would approach Pharaoh some 400 years later would be to say, let us go and worship the Lord in the wilderness. Let us go out of the land to have a religious observance to worship the Lord. And Pharaoh would, of course, in that case, refuse to let the people go. And Joseph, even at the end of this chapter, uh, prophesies concerning the, the exodus of God's people from Egypt, and he gives instruction uh, concerning his bones. But there's a great funeral procession that goes out with Jacob. Huge. I mean, just the elders and the servants and and the household of Joseph, his brothers, his father's household. The only one left behind from all the people of Israel are just the children, the flocks and herds. They're left behind in the land of Goshen. Even that's foreshadowing something that comes coming in the book of Exodus, where one of the offers that Pharaoh makes is, I'll let you go as long as your children and your livestock stay here. So, uh, this is a, something that Pharaoh is going to repeat later as maybe a practice that could be done. You keep the children and the livestock behind. It's sort of a sense, okay, you are actually going to come back. You're not really going to leave for good. And here they're not leaving for good. They are going to stay in Egypt for another 400 years or so. Um, and then Joseph's brothers, after the funeral, after they get back to Egypt, they get scared and they lie. Boy. That sounds like something they would have learned from their father, perhaps, right? Fear of man and then deceitfulness, uh, the flesh. So Joseph's brothers, they come to him and they say, look, or they send a message to Joseph saying, look, your father gave this command before he died. Uh, 
please forgive the transgression of your brother. Jacob didn't give any kind of command like that before he died. They made it up. They made it up because they were afraid that Joseph was going to seek revenge on them, and they wanted to sort of get some guarantee that they were going to be safe from that uh, retribution. And it would have been a just retribution. Joseph weeps at the words of his brothers. His brothers come in and fall down before him, and Joseph says, Come on, guys. I'm not God. Joseph has a humility that he learned from years of suffering and waiting on the Lord. He knows that he's not God. He knows that God has blessed him, but he knows that he's not God. And he says, you meant this for evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear, for I will provide for you and your little ones. Joseph gives what two things here? Mercy, the withholding of a just punishment that they would be due, and grace, I will provide for you. He gives mercy and grace because of his humility and his faith in God. When we trust in God, when we are humbly dependent on him, we realize how much we've been given, how little we deserve it, and we are then encouraged, empowered, enabled to be gracious and merciful to others. And that's what we see here in Joseph. Faith in God empowers us to be gracious to others. And then Joseph wants to make sure that his body is taken care of when he dies because he's a man of faith and he wants to be buried in God's land under God's blessing and God's covenant promise. So the last thing we read about Joseph is that he was 110 years old when he died and they embalmed him and they put him in a coffin in Egypt to wait, to wait for the exodus from Egypt to the promised land. Let's pray. Father, help us to wait patiently on you. We are on a pilgrimage to the promised land. We don't know how long it will take to get there. Help us to have faith in you. Help us to humbly realize we are not God. We are not in control of things. We are not the sovereign ones. You are. And help us out of that faith to be able to be merciful and gracious to others. Give us a hope that is stronger than anything in this world. Anchor that hope in Christ, our salvation, and in the eternal life that we have in him. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that was day 77. Brought us to the end of the book of Genesis. Tomorrow, day 78, as I said, we'll be going to Matthew 19. And then on day 79, Sunday, Lord willing, we will be beginning the book of Exodus together. I hope you have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.